Coming to you from Charm City, this is Cece. And I'm Anthony. And this is Lit Pop Bang. All right, let's get right into it. We have a great episode to kick off season three. This is our kickoff oh gosh, show. Yeah, it's I didn't true. even think about yeah, that. Yeah, right? I would We should talk. Season. Happy 2020. Yeah. Happy, happy 2020. Happy January or happy February. Happy Year of the Rat. Oh, is that what it is? Year it's the Year of the Rat. You don't know the chi- Chinese astrology. No. You know yeah. what? I, the only Chinese astrology I know, I know I'm the Year of the Boar. Okay, you're the And I know okay. the year before me is the Year of the Dog, and I only know that because when I was little, I felt like I got shortchanged. Like, oh, I want to be a dog. I get to be a pig. That's not cool. I don't know. Do you know what you are? I think it's either monkey. Oh, that's a good one. Or, oh my gosh, it's monkey or rabbit. It's monkey or rabbit. Monkey or rabbit. We'll have to we'll have to look it up at the end of the show. Rabbit's a good one too. I'm a tiger. Oh, that's a good. That's so amazing. Like tiger and dragon are the tough ones. Yeah, right. I mean, dragon would have been the best, but tiger. Anyway, we haven't even introduced. We haven't. Okay, we have a great episode today. Today we have Delicia Green. Uh, she forms sometimes as Obsidian. Uh, she's Baltimore's 2019 Youth Poet Laureate. She's been writing poetry for over seven years, has been slamming for five years. She has been published in anthologies from Micah and other poetry books. She has won Brave New Voices in an International Youth Grand Slam champion and has been on the Baltimore City Youth Poetry Team for three years. In her high school career, she and her poetry club, RAP, Real Authentic Poets, consecutively won Baltimore's Louder Than a Bomb Youth Poetry Competition four years in a row. That's impressive. Yeah. She has taught poetry in elementary and high schools, to elementary and high school students. She loves writing and performing and sharing her story with as many people as possible. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. The crowd goes crazy. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to find you. We're so excited to have you here. It's great to talk to you. It's so fun. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Okay, well, wait until we ask these questions. You may not say that later. No, I'm so okay. Okay. So uh, one thing we do is after we read your bio, we always ask the poet, uh, what's something that's not on there, right? What's something about the real you that you want to share with us and with okay. listeners? I play The Sims. Oh, The Sims? The Sims? Symbols? The Sims. The game. The Sims. Oh, The Sims. Oh, you're nicknaming it. Okay, I was the like, Sims. Yeah. Sim- okay, right. yeah. Sims. How yeah. long have you been playing The Sims? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Since I was like nine. Since I was like wow. longer than I've been writing poetry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And is that the only game? Is that the only game? Yeah, I'm not really a... Right. I just found my Wii. Okay. So I've been playing my Wii a little bit, yeah. but okay. I will be on my computer playing with my family when I leave this place. How so, long yeah. have you had like a the one universe or family or whatever running? In I, the game? You know what? It actually gets a little repetitive after like three generations because I'm a Virgo, so I'm a perfectionist. So yeah. everyone has to be successful. You have to get your, like every like there's no drama in my sense. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to like, the Virgos, also Virgo. No houses yeah. burning down, no divorces. Yeah. So <laughs> after like the grandchild, I'll get bored because I'm like, what what is there left to do? So I'll start you something start over. new. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there it That's is. Yeah, I like it. I you like it. Like it. And also long-term Sims, Sims player. player. Okay. There it is. Yeah, so <laughs> exciting stuff. That's awesome. You want to start? You want me to start? You can start. Okay, I'll go, great. I'll go later. So I, you know, I know a bit about the Youth Poet Laureate competition because uh, 2020 will mark my fourth year as a judge for the competition. Um, but for those who are unfamiliar... Can you tell listeners a bit about the competition? And Cece, for that matter. You're kind I know. of familiar. Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I know yeah. a little bit about it, but so, yes, the listeners. Uh, about the competition... And as well as sort of the role itself, what you do as okay. your court laureate. So basically, well, I guess I will discuss the role and then I'll discuss the competition. Yeah, sounds great. So the role is basically like we have a young person mm-hmm. who's a writer, specifically poetry, mm-hmm. and they are basically a representative of the city and the youth in the city. 
And I want to say the arts as well. So basically, they're kind of like the avatar. Don't you know like the avatar from Last Airbender was the bridge between like the spirit world and the human world? Oh, this well, is a very yeah. good analogy. Well, this, is, this is a very high advanced uh, analogy you're giving here. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're like from like, I guess the, the people in the city and slash the city who want change mm-hmm. and then the youth who will bring the change because usually if I'm like hired to perform somewhere at a, an event, it will be an organization and it'll yeah. be the youth and they'll be like, can you do poems for them? Because if they go up there and like try to perform a poem or whatever they're doing, they feel like they'll lose the audience in mm-hmm. a sense and then yeah. the kids won't yeah. listen to them. And so you have a young person yeah. who understands them and who has a median for which they Things. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Really cool. So you represent poetry to yeah. the city and yeah. to young people in the city. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And, um, the competition's really—it's really fun. Uh, it's not even just like a poetry slam competition. It's you submit. I think kids from ages thirteen to nineteen in Baltimore, if you live in Baltimore City, uh, you can submit two poems or three poems, and then like a little essay about yourself and what you what would you do as youth poet or why you want to be youth poet And I've been. I've been wanting to be youth poet laureate since like the position became a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I was like 16 when I first um, competed. Now after passing the the literary portions of like the competition, right. now there's the actual poetry slam and the meet and greet where I got yeah. to meet. Well, I didn't get to meet you, but I got to get to know you a lot better, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Just because like I seen you around. Yeah. Do more, but I didn't get to know who you were until like you were going to judge me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, got a great impression. <laughs> no. You know, I I gotta say, I I was really impressed with um with a lot of the posts I met that day. But one thing that really struck me about you that I liked, um, you know, I'm big on like working class pride and oh, stuff right. like that. You is are. Right, you, you were running a little late, <laughs> but you <laughs> messaged us to let us know you're running late, the bus, and you, you couldn't get out of work early. Yeah, it was yeah. the um, it was. I used to work at. I'm not going to say where I used to work. Yeah. I used to deliver at a pizza, pizza place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to work at a pizza place. Yeah. And there was, it's like, don't you know when you're about to leave your shift and there's that one person or that one situation and you have to stay a little extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's always that one pizza delivery that always, they ask me, can you do this last one? And I was like. So you actually uh, deliver pizzas? I did. I mean, like, like in a car, like yeah. two people? Yeah. Well, how was that? I mean, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about poetry, but I'm very interested yeah. was, in delivering pizza. So I liked the job, honestly. Like I could, like I liked working at a pizza shop. It was cool. I hated my coworkers, oh. and I hated my but not customers. You don't hate you didn't you people. It you was annoying to? when I didn't get tipped. Right. But, okay. But right. I was working in the area I grew up in, and I knew like that not everyone's that oh. financially able. Yeah. I, it was yeah. just, I was working because I just I just needed to work. Yeah. And I really, I could have honestly, like, stayed if it just wasn't for... The co-workers. The, yeah, the co- yeah. bad co-workers. It's just, it was, a, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> it's like pregnant women yeah. wanting beef and then, we, like, yeah, we won't, we racist won't. white general managers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, could, it could make for a very nice book. You never know. Or, or very good poems. Word, or very good word, serious word. series of poems. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Yeah, listeners, this is a reminder... Please tip your delivery drivers. Always tip your delivery drivers. <laughs> tip service workers generally. Always staff. Yeah. All, all that. Yeah, but so I was gonna say yeah. Like so, you were you're running a little late, and you you messaged us to let us know. But one thing I think like a lot of people running late because of work, and then showing up in your work polo. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people will be made really nervous by that. But at, for me, it showed me like such dedication to be like, I just 
worked a whole shift and I care enough about poetry that I'm going to come out here um, in my work shirt and make sure you know how much that. I care about poetry. That was really cool to me. That was so rad to me. I remember because it was you and uh, there was another judge. I can't remember his name. But you guys were talking, because I had, it was 10 to 5, and it was just like, it didn't make any sense, because the meeting was at like 3, so I had to leave work early, and so it was a morning shift, and you guys were like, who gets pizza that early in the morning? And I told you guys, you would be surprised yeah, yeah. who orders yeah, like, oh, this, this is a whole book. In the morning. Yeah, this yeah. is a it whole really book. Is. It really, it just sounds interesting on every level. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, some of my earliest jobs were also in pizza, yeah, so I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, for a couple yeah, of years. About that. Uh, yeah. I worked at uh, Round Table Pizza, yeah. making on the on the make line for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. so I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind like if like I could go in and make pizzas, but yeah. delivering, I probably would not do it. Not do it again. <laughs> not do it again. Yeah. Not do it again. Something um, in your past. Yeah, so it's great. So yeah, the competition, like you said, it's an initial application with yeah. some poems that you've both in print and recordings of you performing them. Yeah. And then there's a meet and greet where the judges are getting a chance to initially meet the young poets. And then a slam that's at City Hall. Um, yeah, and you get really to, cool. to be in City Hall. There's a lot of intimidating things for a young yeah. person. That's what, I, that's what I would think about about this process. It seems like it would... Uh, were, were you scared? Were you nervous? Um, 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 yes and no. Because I was mm -hmm. like, what if... This is my last... Because there's an age um, limit. I was 19, so like that was my last... Oh, yeah, so I was 19 last, last year. I really want to do it. I tried out once and I didn't make it because I wasn't ready. So hopefully I'm ready now. And then I was also excited because I was like, I might be the next youth poet laureate. Something that I envisioned for myself and now that like got manifested. So that was, yeah, that's awesome. that was pretty it. cool. There it is. But I feel like also do more just gets like the kids who do anything just to become better at their like at their art. Like yeah. there's so much dedication with our youth. And yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, and sure. do more. And I don't think I think the people who get scared don't show up, and mm. then the people who are huh. like, "I want this." Those are the people you saw yeah. Yeah. who made it um, at the meet and greet. Like, yeah, I think mm. the people who really want it go after it. I don't yeah. think it's just for everybody. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And then since you've won, you've got uh, a whole bunch of opportunities, right? You get a manager who books yes. for you, and a bunch, time. yeah, yeah, a bunch of readings and and speaking engagements. What's been your favorite sort of event that you've done so far? Event, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Or reading or whatever. Your favorite thing that you've gone to is. Oh my gosh. Out. Okay, so I remember. It was, it was recent. It was like, I was at the Enoch Pratt Library hmm. one Saturday. And they were like, um, I, I'm not really sure specifically what the event was. Because there was a lot going on, but it wasn't at the same time. Basically, it was a whole bunch of like preteens to teens. I, I was obviously the oldest young person there being 20 but then i feel like the oldest was like probably like 17 but the youngest was probably like 11 mm -hmm. so preteen teenager adolescence and they were talking about social justice and like i guess like social activism and yeah. how you yourself personally um partake in that and they were asking, so the first part of it, we were all in circles and we were holding hands. And I thought we were going to do an ashe circle, and which is the circle to bring in energy and to call out the ancestors. But we were doing a circle, and it was like it was like a it was like a group activity. Step in if you have, and it was like examples like step in if you've seen something you didn't oh, say okay. anything. Step yes. in if you feel this a ice breaker. Yeah, icebreaker. Yeah, icebreaker. They yeah. do that. Yeah. And 
it was nice getting to know everybody. And I realized, like, the questions they were asking, I felt like people were jumping in because they didn't want to seem like a bad person or they didn't want to seem like mm. they cared less or anything. And I've definitely been there before as a young person where you just didn't have a platform, where you were just really scared. And so you didn't do things. And it doesn't make you a bad person. Mm. It just gives you room to grow. And so um, while we were doing that activity, the uh, leader was like, um, you have, does anyone in the circle have anything they want to add? So we could all step in and step out, based, not just based on the activity, but based on personal experiences. And so no one was saying anything. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so um, I asked like questions. I was like, the first question I asked was, have you ever seen something that you knew was wrong and didn't say anything? regretted it and people stepped Great everyone question. stepped in because right. i've definitely yeah, been course. there right and then we stepped out and then i was like now have you seen something didn't say anything but changed so ever since that moment you've said something and After, you haven't, right. yeah due you to that stayed, incident right changed, yeah, i got you and then yeah we'll step in and so i i wanted to ask questions that people could be honest and not ashamed mm. about mm. because there's like social pressure is so real and so you might not be 100% honest with people around you, yeah. not being 100% honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I so I feel like young people always need like a little space where they could just be honest without being ashamed. And so after that, we got to like talk to everybody. Then we had a little poetry slam because it was like to show them what poetry was. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards was a Q&A. And everyone there was like engaging. It wasn't even like, oh, my parents forced me to be here. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It probably was like that in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. But as... Being honest. Yeah. You're, being you're honest. honest. <laughs> but like, as like, yeah. the event Time carried went on, on, people were just being right. comfortable. And right. people were like, it, it made me feel like I inspired young people. Yeah. And that was my favorite thing. Out of everything. I know I have a book coming out, but that was my favorite thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that yeah. in a minute too. But I have a question actually that's about... Um, you were kind of talking about inspiring young people. So I want to rewind backwards a little bit and talk about what high school did you go to? Oh, and, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh, wait, the question's not done yet. Okay. Um, what high school did you go to? Do you have any high school teachers that were really, like, influential in you wanting growing in poetry and literature? Or if there were teachers in your past, elementary school, middle school, that were really influential? Or community teachers. Better. Community yeah. teachers, too, yes. But definitely, I'm t- I'm particularly interested in school systems because I know school systems have teachers. I've been very influenced by my teachers when I was young, so I just wanted to know, like, if you have that experience. Okay. Um, I went to Woodlawn High School. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you all the schools I went to because everything makes sense. I went to Featherbed Elementary School, Woodlawn Middle School, and Woodlawn High School, all in the same area, all in the same area. Um, And so I, my first, I won't say teacher, but my first experience with poetry was it was like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do I don't remember what they're called, but like standardized testing. Yeah. And so I was always, I was I'm a perfectionist and so I'm slow at the things I do just because I like to take a lot of time with them. So I was never good at the reading portion because I would always have to reread mm-hmm. and then like really analyze everything. And so I would read the poetry and I'm like, This is boring. Like, who <laughs> wants to read this? And I, I was like, This is Welcome to standardized yeah. testing. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, no one's gonna care about this. And I liked the idea of poetry. I was yeah. 10. I didn't know what poetry was. Yeah. I liked like rapping and freestyling and I all thought that was poetry. Yeah. I thought I liked Shakespeare. Pop culture like influenced me, you know? Yeah. But still, like, because I was 10. I'd never read Shakespeare in my life. Right. But they're but, all related though. But I had sure. an idea of what I liked. And so I was like, this is boring. So fast forward to um sixth grade or whether one year later we had to read poetry again in class. And we had this teacher, uh, Miss Miles, 
and we read poems and then we wrote poems. I was like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wrote on and off. But then when I got into high school, um, my first day of high school, I was on time, but I was late to my first class because I got lost because I'm terrible with directions. It's because I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm gonna keep add everything. I'm gonna keep adding like I'm a Virgo in here. I'm a Virgo. In I don't know that all this goes under Virgo. I don't know. I've met so many Virgos and they're like bad directions. I'm excellent at directions. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm like. I mean, like oh I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm gonna ask you what your moon sign is after this. Gemini. Oh, Gem. Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> Gemini. Very, very. I love Gemini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was so I was late, and so when I finally make it into um the classroom, it's a full. It's my English class, by the way. English nine. Oh my gosh, Mr. O'Leary. I love Mr. O'Leary Aww. if you hear this. And so, um, boom, I walk in and I'm nervous because I'm I'm like, everyone's in, like all the seats are full, and I see everyone from like elementary, middle school. Like, I didn't know you all were gonna be here. I thought we were going to different high schools. And so I was really nervous and I go take my seat and Mr. O'Leary's talking, not paying attention because I'm late and I'm worried about like everything, how my day's gonna go. And I see um behind him on his on his like board or whatever the, the um, blackboard that he was advertising for chess club and poetry club, oh. and what really caught my eye was chess because I played chess with my dad a lot. <laughs> I was like, cool. oh yeah, yeah, cool. And then the poetry club, I was like, oh, I'm also into poetry, so I could check both so of these places where, out. That's where yeah. it began. And I remember I told Miss Oli, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about coming to the. I already went to chess club, so. This club was on Wednesdays, the poetry club was on Thursdays, so it was the next day. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about coming to the poetry club. And um, Mr. O'Leary was like, okay, I don't run it, I'm just the sponsor, but someone else runs it. And I was like, I was scared, because I was like, I just got comfortable with you. I don't want to meet anybody else. So I went to the poetry club. I remember that day my mom dropped me at school, and I was like, Ma, I forgot the poems I printed out. Oh my gosh, I don't have anything to share at the poetry club. I'm going to freak out. But then there's this app called Wapid. I don't know if you guys know. Oh no, wait. W A T T P A D. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. So Black I used to read fan on it all the time. <laughs> and so as a, as a child, so I wrote some poems on there, and I had like one poem on there. I was like, thank God, I'm gonna just read this poem in okay. this poetry club, and I, that's gonna be it. And so when I got to the poetry club, saw this man, and I was like, okay, we're just sitting here. And he he introduced himself. He's like, hi, I'm Jacob. Like really loud. I'm like, oh, okay. Lisa, you know, just here for the poetry club. And I hear him perform for the first, and then, like, time goes on, whatever. And then I see him perform for the first time, and it was my first time seeing poetry be performed that way. And mm-hmm. it literally changed my life. I was like, what? I was like, what is this? And I remember my mom called me right in the middle of this poem. I was like, what, mom? I'm in poetry club. I told you I was going to be in poetry club. And I'm mad because I missed like half of it towards the end. And I was like, that was the best poem. But I I saw it again. But I was like, of course. Yeah. That just made me stay. And I wanted to get like that. And, so, and poetry club was the beginning of the end. That really was like I. That's what I hooked you. Love telling that story. I love telling that story because <laughs> it really. It's a good story. Thing. It's yeah. a good story. I think a lot of uh, students are introduced in one way or another when they're really young to something in literature, and they may not like it when they're little. Sure. They're like, "Oh, this sucks. This is horrible. I'm reading whatever." You know. Yeah. By the time you get to high school, you get some cool stuff. You get yeah. you get introduced to some cool teachers who also show you um, the breadth of what literature and poetry can yeah, be. Yeah, sure. yeah, poetry's change my life like drastically like if i didn't have poetry in my life i would not be the first i am today i wouldn't have the friends i am today yeah at all like i really love that poetry club awesome. oh my gosh i would awesome. like cry that, over it that Aww. actually leads right into one of the questions i had which is 
Um, you mentioned some poems you hated, and you mentioned some poems you liked. Can you name, do you remember specifically some of the poems that really young sort of influenced you or got you into poetry or got you thinking, oh, yeah, I could be into this? Um, no. no. <laughs> no. I liked 50 that's Cent that's as a kid. Oh, really? But oh, just, that's right, okay. Yeah, but just because, like, my sister and my mom liked them, like, he was my first celebrity crush, but I didn't know why I liked him. I was just <laughs> <Wow>. like, but, <laughs> um, no, like, I really was just, just the idea, like, literally yeah. the only thing I had, because I grew up, I grew up Christian, raised in a, yeah. like, strict Christian household, so yeah. when, like, people talk about music, I really didn't get to discover music until I got to high school, oh, yeah. or in middle school, where I got to discover, like, what music was yeah, in different yeah. genres. So, but the things I didn't like were like just like I guess everything they gave us because I was like this is like this sucks. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. It was just something about it. It was just like how can I relate to this? Like yes. Like yeah. even as a even I remember oh, yeah, like people. I remember yes. Miss Hazel sitting in Miss Hazelton's class. This boy next to me, ancient. I remember like I remember all this. His name was Ancient, and we were the only ones finishing. And I was reading this. I was like. I was reading about flowers or something. I was like, what is this? Because I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It just didn't. I think it didn't we've, hook. we've yeah. talked before about the, one of the hardest things in like introductory oh, definitely. creative writing classes is convincing people who have made it through high school without being introduced to poetry they love. That right. Poetry doesn't suck, right? Like if you've only been introduced to like these poems that you can't relate to, then you sort of close the door on poetry. And it's yeah. really hard to like kick that door open when. You're meeting people at 18, 19, or like, yeah, oh, I hate poetry. You have to show them something that they love. You have yeah, to show them something, sure. someone that looks like them and that's talking things that they Thinking relate about, to. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Then, I think spoken word, mm-hmm. what it is now, has like really changed the way people see poetry. I remember, like, I'll go perform, and people way older than me will be like, I've never seen anything like that before. You guys were, you guys were amazing. Like, people will always say, I've never seen anything like that before. And I yeah. think it's just because, yeah. like, as, like, art, as the, like, as the art form grew, so did, like, like, I don't know, like, poetry's so accepting that it would probably was, like, this small little, like, spoken word, and since like, open mic and, like, speak, it's, like, like, something a little small. And then as it grew, like, people knew how accepting it was. Yeah. Like, everyone just started, like, going into it. Like, everyone, like, I will watch... Def Jam poetry videos on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back like, in the day. Like, that's what our, like, our poetry club, whenever we would, because there wasn't a lot on YouTube when I was in high school, 2013, yeah, bad, bad. 2014, my freshman year. That's when my freshman year was. So we would watch Def Jam poetry and the little bit of stuff that was on Brave New Voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. that was the only stuff we had. Yeah. So now I feel like poetry is just so, I hope I use this word right. Inclusive or exclusive? No, it's inclusive. Yes, yeah. not yeah. exclusive. It's, you it's got so it. inclusive. You had it. It's like I love meeting new people. Yeah. Brave new voices is a whole other, whole other topic. Like that's a that's good fantastic. example. Right. So, Delisha, I had a question that's kind of a big, uh, I don't know, sort of introspective and also looking out kind of question. What do you think poetry can do for the city of Baltimore? Oof, oof, what do you? What oof, do you? What, what do you think? Like you know, this uh, Baltimore Youth Poet Laureate, I think, is a great opportunity for young people. I know it's great for you guys because it introduces you to people. You get to experience poetry. You get to perform. Go to all these venues. Of course, have a book. Get a manager. All those fantastic things. Yeah. But what about the city of Baltimore? Like you know, the perception of Baltimore is that Baltimore. Uh, obviously has a lot of crime, a lot of murders. Um, there's a very negative perception of Baltimore out in the world, right? So what do you think poetry can do for the city of Baltimore? Do you think it can, like, change lives or maybe affect uh, crime in a positive way? Or what, what do you think poetry can do for the city of Baltimore in, um, any, in any capacity? 
uh, poetry is it can do and it has done a lot. So, like I said, like poetry's changed me as an individual, like drastically. Like honestly, like like there would be no who I am right now of today course, if it wasn't right. for poetry. And that goes for literally majority all of my friends that live in Baltimore. Like I've I know them through poetry. They're all they're all poets. Um, I feel like once people and it doesn't just have to be poetry. I really love art itself just because being an artist and I know poetry is that art form where like if you don't get it or if people don't initially get it they don't like it because like art I mean like like painting or drawing and visual things like I feel like capture people's attention more but with poetry once I feel like it has so much to do with like self mm-hmm. like I feel like it's like a, a like a step program I don't know how it <laughs> is but it's like there's steps to it it's like all has to do with self and once you really like to label how you feel, like you write down how you're feeling creatively, or you could just be like, just write down how you feel, like a whole bunch of curse words, like whatever yeah. that poem is, and then you get to share it in front of people, and people like listen, and they're not, there's no negative reaction. Uh, mm. It does something to the subconscious. You might not obviously notice it, but if you're at open mic and you're going on stage and you share, and you like your first time sharing, and there's nothing negative about that reaction, like, everything's positive. How do you think that's going to affect your mind? Right. And then, like, being in, like, the poetry club, because it's so inclusive, you have to be, like, not even tolerant. You have to be accepting, understanding mm-hmm. of other people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I probably wasn't as, I guess, like, politically correct or, like, didn't have that mindset all the way up until, like, I finished, like, being a poet. Like, I'm probably, up until I finished high school and in, in the poetry club, I probably would say like certain things like that I would never say right now like, sure, like the sure. F word or, or like the R word or just not being tolerant or understanding or being ignorant being ignorant but like poetry allowed me to open my eyes and see like all these new things and especially with my emotions with my emotions it's changed so drastically like I'm I'm a better communicator um yeah. I know how to label how I'm feeling mm-hmm. um my friends around me have changed drastically throughout poetry Feel like it's such a it's an art form that works on self, but then it grows. I feel like it's a, it's like a seed. I feel like a poem is a seed. <laughs> a seed. It could just plant it and it grows because like you ask like how can poetry change Baltimore City? It has to change individuals first, mm-hmm. and poetry has changed myself. Right, right. And I feel like I am uh, um uh I can to attest I can attest to how poetry has changed people. My best friend, I remember. Um, it was like, I've only been in the poetry club for a couple of weeks. And the anniversary of his mother's birthday was coming up. And his mother died when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he drew a picture and wrote a poem for her. And I, I read the poem, and I was like, this is really good. You should come to my poetry club. And years later, he made the Baltimore City poetry team before I did and won Brave New Voices before I did. And he brought his, and then like I brought my other friend, Cray, and same diff- same thing. She made the Baltimore City Poetry Team. They are De Niro and Craig, my my two best friends, who I met in Woodlawn. At, well, I met De Niro beforehand, but like who I've made friends with in Woodlawn in my high school in my poetry club. They've all grown as people in their art, yeah, like drastically. Like I yeah. mean, like as people, like drastically. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it sounds like it's changed people internally and externally. But also, I liked what you really said about the audience and how it can uh, give people 
uh, take away the negativity in an audience, but people open up their hearts and their minds when they listen to poetry. And I think that can be really important for the city uh, as a whole. But you've also talked really strongly about how it's influenced you and changed people that you know. Yeah, and, and I like how even from the start of the conversation, you've been talking about poetry and activism, right? And every mm-hmm. youth poet laureate we've had and the ones that me and Cece have talked to yep. all have this strain of activism within them where they're, they're yeah, sharing poetry and they're also like out to change the city and change the world, right? Yeah. And so... You know, I think you you probably remember uh, Mohammed the year that he mm-hmm. won. Yeah. He in city hall in his poem called out the mayor for a right. decision she made that really right. damaged the city. Right. You know, and to have a nineteen year old uh, Baltimorean get to share a poem like that in the city, like it's 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 can be so revolutionary. Right. And it's activism. Yeah. Exactly. And we need that. We need the youth commenting on the city. All right, and we are back with the pop section of the podcast. There it is. And we're um, still here. Our guest is still here with yeah. us, and, joining us for And pop. the interesting thing is, you're a lot younger than us. You are a different... You are a... Yeah, Generation Z. You're a Z-er. I yeah, was yeah, yeah. I'm you're really Z-er. Z? I, just, yeah. I barely made it by two years. I was just yes. going to... I was just... I was actually I was just going to be a generation about, X, but yes. 99, I just yes. made it. I was just you're a, say you're yes. a Z, a millennial cusper. I'm a millennial X cusper. You are comfortably X. Not totally comfortably. I'm at the very low end of X. Okay. Yeah. X, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we're all different generations. So we have the things that we care about, the TV shows, music, and whatnot that we care about. But what's the pop culture that you care about? So what's new going on in, in music, movies, television, yeah. uh, video games, social media, Anything. whatever, that okay. you care about right now? So um, I'm really into Trippy Red. Like, he drops albums a lot. Okay, wait. Who is that? Trippy I Red. don't know who that is. He's like... He's he makes a subgenre of like emo rap, I guess oh, you could cool. say, right and on. mumble emo rap. rap. And yes, yeah. Okay, so cool. you know, I know who those Young categories. Thug is. Yes. yes. So right. Well, Little Wayne kind of created mumble rap, and then yeah, yeah and then so a Young Thug like really like brought it to light, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. And so I feel like everyone else after him were like his little like little children or whatever. Yeah. So Descendants. there's a subgenre of rap right. called like mumble rap and like mumble emo rap mm-hmm. and like I don't know it's like I really like it it's a song called like F Your Love and I'm I, I know all the words I heard when I first heard it, I was like oh, I'm gonna know this whole where, song where is it Who, what's his name again Trippy Red Trippy Red yeah. and we'll have it in the links we'll make sure to where is he from where is he from <laughs> oh you don't know okay yeah. you, know, you don't just, even use like I the just music. followed him on Instagram oh, yeah. okay okay I just okay, started okay, following okay. him on Instagram is that what you find new music for you you find um, musicians on Insta actually my boyfriend he's a he's an artist and oh, cool. he'll listen to music like oh. I used to really be against like mumble rap and mm-hmm. like just any other sub genre of rap that I felt like devalued it mm-hmm. but I realized mm-hmm. like it's not a devalue it's just a different creation of art form sure and so like now that I'm more open, like I, that's why I started listening to twenty. I started listening to Twenty One Savage last year, yeah. And I love. I I'm, agree. I am I like more than Savage I was. Yeah, yeah, I really can get on Twenty One yeah. Savage. Um, yeah. Little Uzi, uh, Trippy Red, like I said. Um, those who I'm really listening to right now, I uh, always listen to Trippy Red. Honestly, that's all who I always yeah. listen to. What but about TV and movies? T- Any TV movies you're into? The Office. I know it's not recent. I know it's not recent. Like the American version or the yeah, British? Yeah, no, the American. I can't, I can't do British TV. Okay, okay. Just, the American does not version. translate at all. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you like? Why do you like? Um, I'm interested. Why young people would be I, interested in the office? So, because it's a mockumentary. Yeah. Um, it kind of like 
I don't know how it grew kind of to like a cult thing, yeah. but it just grew. I don't. I guess because like the dry humor. Yeah. I feel like dry humor connects so many different people. Like you would love British television then, really? if that's the case. If you love dry humor, you would, the, you the would Brit- love I've seen British like a television of the British British episode, and yeah. I just didn't get the jokes. Because yeah. I'm not British, so... Yeah. Oh, like, no, there's, don't, don't, There's don't. some stuff that's cultural, and there's some stuff that, that translates well. Some, some, uh, not a lot. I feel, I feel like they like use certain words, and I'm like... Oh, yes, what now you write the language, the language, the slang colloquial language they use in a lot of British... You're like, oh, what are this they This is why I love about? British TV, right? The, yes. When they all, it's, a, it's a bit higgly-piggly. I'm like, I have never heard anyone say right. that ever. Exa- yeah. Exactly, but some of it's just like dry, dry humor, like people <laughs> mocking other people, stuff, kind of like The Office. I think you I would really... I recommend a few. I love shows. that you love The Office. Yeah, it is that's so surprising all. to me. It's just yeah. literally all I watch. Wow. I'm gonna cry when Netflix takes it off in 2020. Steve Carell. Steve yes, Carell. Yes. Oh my God. Bro. <laughs> who's your, who's your favorite character in The Office? Oh yeah, there's a good. This is. Oh my gosh. Dang. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is intense. Either Michael mm-hmm. or. <laughs> recently, it's. It's, it's she's not really a main character, but um, Aaron. Oh yeah, she's yeah. she came in after like season seven. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's the, the later Mar- receptionist. She, oh. After the Michael oh, right, Scott right, right. Company. Oh, right after she. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, just because she's like. Right. She's a more poised Michael, yeah. but then like, but you get to relate to her on such like a deeper level sooner. Like like her character, she's adopted, and towards the end of the series, hope I'm not yeah. spoiler alert. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She finds her mom. <laughs> yeah, the show's been out for like 20 good. years, right? right. Like, yeah, I just, right. some people haven't watched it. So like, right. I go over to my mom's house and I watch The Office and like, she'll come back like a couple hours later. You still like, you're like, still, wow, wow. <laughs> the next wow. day. Your mom's wow. like, you're the real life Netflix. Are you still watching? Right, me? exactly. Yes, exactly. I love The Office. It's just really, it has like really good replay value. Like I watched it over and over again. Like I just this. also you if you've never have you ever worked in a corporate office that's like no, no that's why I like it right, so much because I know what I'm like, 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 I'm like what? oh my god it kind of can be like that depending really? yeah. in certain I mean it's just that they're all really wonky characters and that's yeah. what really yeah, yeah. and offices are often like that you're around yes. people who are just nutty in one way or another that's yeah. really what the office is really about <laughs> but for someone who's so young who's never worked yeah. in a, in that position it's weird for it's, me to like i don't know it's I like i think the whole show is iconic because they chose like this boring little town in pennsylvania yeah. and yeah. like a paper company yeah. like, they really yeah. made a grain of rice, a whole meal for like yeah. an entire yeah. country like i don't know like how you create something that makes like I like will go on YouTube and watch like like analyzations of the office and why it's so great as a mm. TV show. Like That's I wonderful. really yeah. love the you know what? I love it. It's confirmed. I'm getting an office tattoo. Wow. <laughs> I just confirmed it. I just wow. recently got a stick and You heard it first here, people on Lip Pop Bang. Delisha's yeah. getting a she's getting a tattoo, tattoo. of the, the office. office. Oh my god. Beats Bears. Battlestar Galactica. That I am. I am afraid. <laughs> All right, uh, you uh, yeah. had some world just, news, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's big world news, but I don't have a report today. But everybody yeah. knows that uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex Six. are giving yeah. up their titles yeah. and moving and yeah. leaving. I mean, the uh, Prince Harry will spend some time um, in the UK. Obviously, he had yeah. too small amount of his duties, but um, they're going to be independently living off of themselves. Yeah. Um, it's a really big move. I'm very excited about it. And next show, I'll have a full report. Today, since we have Delisha here, I'm just doing a little short bit. Yeah. But I'll have like but a full report. But it's been interesting so far, right? This, uh, I think it's been inspirational. They announced, <laughs> they announced even before the Queen had said anything, yes. before the Queen even right. knew, they announced publicly, we're stepping back as senior members right. of the royal family. Right. 
We're gonna develop a life in Canada, right. away from here. I have. I They're have giving lots. up their stipends. Yes, their of cottage. Course, well, of course, right. The cottage. Um, he's Frog giving up more. his uh, all his military titles because right. they're honorary titles. Right. Um, he has his real like actually served yeah but, and they're not stripping they're yeah. not stripping them of their titles they just won't be like active you know yeah, what i mean yeah, 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 yeah so, that sort of thing um yeah it's but wild news i think you i think it? it's i love it yeah i'm <laughs> so here for it yeah. it's so exciting i think um there's lots of stuff with race gender politics all wrapped up into I think the story it's a really good reflection of how the monarch will never change yeah <laughs> like the idea of like really well it's already changing honey yeah. look i'm but the change was like it wasn't like no. I'm changing. It's right. like you're going to have to change because I won't change. Right. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Like, I don't even, like, I want to rant, but I don't want to because, like, I don't remember her last name, Markle. Markle. Yeah. Markle. Yeah. Like, Markle. Yeah. like, I know she's she's black, but she's not fully black. She's, she's, she's biracial. She's biracial. biracial. Yeah. 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 But I'm not sure. Like, I remember, like, saying, like, I don't know, but, like, like, why? Like, like I guess that you get to the, the, the real question is, like, why do you. I feel like that's why everyone thinks the royal, the royals have an issue with this, the fact that she's yeah. black. Sure. And, it, yeah. and it is, yeah. it is. Like, yeah. It is, and it's just like, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just like, why? And American. Yeah. She's, why? she's both biracial and American. And it's, a, it's the double, triple ramp. And whammy. I know, and it's just like, <laughs> why does this scare you? Like, yeah. like and because they, we, they, they haven't had any change. They haven't, yeah. they've been immovable. They've been uh, non-existent. I mean, I, arguably, I would say. But I mean, this is and and this is the first thing that's really actually in a weird what way besides Princess Diana making the royal monarchy really relevant to Americans. Yeah, yeah. This is this yeah, is the first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hate to say that because yeah. for us, I mean, nobody keeps a hold of the royal news. We don't pay attention to that. But Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle is making it, yeah. uh, you know, interest kind of like a soap opera drama it's in really, a sort of a sort of interesting way. You know, but, and pre Princess Diana before uh, she left here. I mean, you know, I think a lot of Americans were invested in her. They found oh, her to be, sure. to be very progressive and very um, kind. And she was very generous. Kind of, she she reflects, I think, Harry a lot in his, like, uh, philanthropic endeavors yeah. and what this he wants to do. This actually reminds me, did you see this great video that's going on Twitter right now of uh, Prince Charles snubbing Vice President Pence. Oh, um, I read. I read. I didn't see yeah. the video. Great, really great. There's like a receiving line. Shakes hand. Shakes hand. Comes to Pence. Just skips right by him. Shakes fantastic. Hand. Fantastic. <laughs> fan, look fantastic. Pence is trash. Yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna go on record yeah, as saying that. But yeah, it's exciting to watch. It is. That's crazy the, to me. Like yeah. I remember seeing because I, I have a Twitter account and like like seeing like people will post different headlines. Mm -hmm. And like the how they juxtapose and how they contradict each other because it was like oh yeah yeah the the how people talk the, about Kate mm -hmm. in the headlines versus talking about Meghan Markle and like yeah. similar things and how they're covered differently because almost entirely because of racism I yeah no yeah, that's yeah. crazy I remember she held her baby bump and they were they were mad at her for holding her baby bump. But when she didn't hold her baby bump, they were like, why is she not holding her baby bump? Yeah. I was like, yeah. it makes no sense. You guys are literally racist. I think when you, like, I think that, like, when I ask the question, like, why, it's really funny to, like, really break down the logic of racism because yeah. it's literally, like, it makes no sense. And then yeah. I just be wanting to hear, like, racist people, like, break down, like, what? Tell me, you just keep talking till you talk yourself. Well, it's yeah, not like the yeah, trash can yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know if like, they ever would. It would take a lot of talking. I feel like I feel like it would take a long time to get crazy. to pull it out of them. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see. One last thing before we wrap up pop, pop. culture. Yeah. Uh, are these Star Trek people? No, I know you're not. At least you're Star Trek people. Not no. really. It's all right. I, I am this. a Star Trek yeah. people. As you can do it, yeah, yeah. You can't the see Vulcan me. Salute. Great. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I'm a Star Trek people. 23rd of January, CBS launched the latest installment, the new series of Star Trek, Star Trek Picard. And it is a sequel to a couple characters from Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. probably popular original, when you're watching. If you're, I, I've never watched. No? Not the original. The original TOS, that's Kirk and Spock. But the no. second one, right, John no. Luke Picard. No, no. Geordie no. no. LaForge. Zero. No. Zero. Diana Troy. No. <laughs> anyway, the characters from that, it's a sequel. You get uh, Jean-Luc Picard, um, Patrick Stewart. Uh, his character, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. so his character, Jean-Luc Gonna Picard, be... is in the future. He is now a retired admiral. He's left Starfleet. Um, he gets a, a, a visitor at where he lives, now retired. Chateau, what is this? Chateau uh, Picard. Has it started already? Yeah, yeah Oh, oh you're already watching. You're mm-hmm. in the... Okay, yep. that's why. Okay, I was yep. trying to... Had a little mini watch party this morning with some breakfast. Okay. Some... some it was fantastic. Um, it's really cool. It's. Uh, I'm waiting for Pose. Yeah, big on characters we love without heavy on nostalgia. Um, introducing a new story. It's I was really, just really to great. I ask you, how yeah. do you feel about having, uh, I guess, really nostalgic, yeah. classic pieces of work being redone. continued? Or yeah, redone? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. redone or is it being continued? It's continued. It's a new if, story. Yeah, it's how do you feel yeah. about that? Because it's going to be so. So I love it. So oftentimes when we see this, when we see like these continuations or these yeah. sequels, yeah. Um, even even I had to say Star Wars, right? It's real heavy on nostalgia, right? It's trying to mm-hmm. invoke this like, here's what you loved about the old thing. And I don't love that, right? Yeah. But yeah. I do want to see these characters and these stories I love keep going. Mm. And I feel like it does that well. It doesn't didn't rely too heavily on nostalgia, yeah. but it hints that we're going to get some familiar faces, and we've already seen a couple in the first episode. Yeah, and I love that. I can't wait for it. It looks I think, so. Good. I think that must also speak to a, another reason. I, I'm psychoanalyzing myself. I think that also speaks to another reason why I probably don't a lot of like fantasy sci-fi. I don't like I don't like reboots at all. Mm, I don't like reboots at all. Oh. I don't. I, I don't, I mean, there's rare to a reboot that I have. I mean, even even regular movies that are not, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think of one that has like a one, two, three, whatever. I don't really, yeah. like the one, I'll go, the, the original, whatever the original is, yeah. I'm very, I'm like, yes, that was so, amazing. So the sci-fi that would be for you is something that's maybe like socially conscious and new, but also a standalone thing right. as well, that you don't have to right. invest in the whole universe. Right. Well, yeah. and and I also just don't, I just really never think that the other follow-ups n- never make it as good as the first yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a sad, I mean, you that's... You feel about Star Wars? Um, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch that much you either. You weren't into it, it was a thing, no, but, but, yeah, I, but, yeah. but I mean, everything kind of yeah. like, I mean, like Spider-Man 1. Like, like I'm yeah. kind of like, you know, Tobey Maguire, like, I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm, but like two, three, nine, twelve, fifty-six. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, why do we keep? Why do we need this? Why yeah. do people need like, like? Do you like the old Superman movies? Or are you happy that um, I never when the I was Christopher Reeves ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, me- I remember he was on when I was little. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I remember people were talking about it. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, I, so I wouldn't really those. I wouldn't really know either. You know, even Wonder Woman. I remember old episodes of that, and then they remade Wonder Woman, and I saw it, and I was like, not. I didn't. I didn't feel like I was continuing something that I loved. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I yeah. just don't. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know if there was a Moonlight too. 
I probably wouldn't be here for it. Uh, you is, know are they saying? making a sequel? I don't know, but oh, I'm just saying. I hope they do. But I'm just sort of saying, you know, like I just, I'm not a. <laughs> Even things you love, you're just not. I'm just not a. I'm, I'm not. What about those? What about those like about uh, the movie, the like gangster movies you do love? Do you like? Um, well, they only did Godfather. The only Godfather. Did, Godfather yeah, they only did others? one, two, three. Yeah. I mean, the only. I mean, and even and even the third one was like, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> you know, it was a little, little tired by that. <laughs> you know, that point. So yeah, no, I, it's the same way with mobster movies. I mean, I love them, but I love them as their own original classic iterations, yeah. not in like the reboot. I don't have any nostalgia, but I'll just go back and watch the original. I mean, it's so good. Why? You know what I mean? Why not? I understand what you mean. There are a lot. I feel like a lot of creators now. I personally, I really only watch cartoons other than The Office. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's this cartoon. Oh no, I don't know if you guys heard of it. Uh, Gravity Falls. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. only has two seasons, and it's right. really good. But it only has two seasons. Right. And when I when I finished it, I was like, "Where's the rest of it?" But I. But now that like, obviously, fast forward into the future. I'm grateful that it didn't turn out to be like an Adventure Time, right. yeah. or like there is something, there's something fairly nice our parents, like yeah. right, like closure, or story but that's nine good closure. Yeah. You need an ending. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I don't hate dislike sequels, but I, there is something really nice about a, like a limited series, right? There's yes, like a small. Story Definitely and that agree. story is done. This is like I think uh, True Detective, right? Yeah, it goes on, Fantastic. but each has its own story. Each season has its own story. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, I was hoping this. Uh, I think originally this is what Westworld was supposed to be. Just oh, I don't one, know. That I don't know. one season, like a limited yeah. series, but it was so successful. Always talks about Westworld. It's good. Yeah, it is good. good. Recently, uh, I just realized that I didn't know it was a. It was the first movie to have CGI. West oh, the original was, Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the original. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that I was, a know there was yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. And so, exactly. And so now that like, and but I knew about the series before I knew about the original. And so now like connecting it, and I'm right. like, I can understand right. Westworld, the movie yeah. being made into a series because yeah, yeah. Yeah. back then everything was so limited. Yeah. But I but now with the right writers and the yeah. right yeah. like. Everything like the thing, yeah, I would, it could be great. And I the thing that I will like say that. about reboots is I do feel like young people want to be introduced to these things that they've heard yeah, about. Yeah, I, sure. I'm not a person. I, I, I'm not sitting here and being like I would like to be introduced to Studio 54, which is behind <laughs> my side. Like I wouldn't, you know. But it seems like young people enjoy the continuation of an iconic old thing in a way that I don't, but I think it's good yeah, sometimes for young yeah. people. They can just check it out, you know? For, for new people, Wonder Woman is like a cool new thing. You know, there's a whole generation of girls that mm-hmm. think that Wonder, the, the new one yeah. is really, like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, I should have seen the original. But for them, it's, it's like the first time, and I think that's yeah. really cool for them. You know what's crazy? I recently, um, watching, like, I don't know, like, channel surfing, whatever. One day I was in my house, and I... No, I was not in my house. I was on my phone. I was I was doing something. I watched a clip of like this DC Supergirls. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a TV it's a cartoon for mm-hmm. girls about superheroes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But it made me so upset because literally the scene was about Wonder Woman going head over heels over this guy she thought was Ugh. cute, and all of her characteristics were taken away, and she was just like mm-hmm. another female character. Oh, a boy! I'm so in love. Da 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 da. Right. I, like, do right. you not know who you are? Right. Like, right. you acting clumsy and goofy over it. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like they're trying to take the images, and like for the like the parents or for the people who are like supposedly watching and be mm. like, here we're doing good things with them. Yeah. But for the kids, yeah. it's really just like, 
the same stereotypes yeah. being reinforced. Yeah. And especially, really especially the female That really hurt me. Because yeah. I was like, I that's, don't... That's, that's what... Superheroes, and that's what I'm saying. All of the stuff like, quintessentially was very really male. <laughs> right, like, in a lot of ways for me. Hey, everyone. We are back with Delisha, and we're here for Bang! Bang, Portia. Let's this do this. It. Uh, so I prepped have, a question. This yeah, week. yeah, you have a great. question. Um, yeah. So another weird one for us. Um, I th- probably because I was watching, I was I watching sci-fi weird. this morning, which I already mentioned, right? Yeah. So that's probably why I got another. Oh, brain, maybe, right? maybe. Right? Yeah, I like it though. Um, so okay, if you could send any poem, old or new, into space for some aliens in some far off galaxy to read and learn about humans, what poem would it be? Okay, so I think we should let our guests. Great. Go yeah. First. You want to start? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I sound like. Really smug right now. It's like, I'm missing my own poem. Yeah. But I have yeah. a poem called um, Bill of Wrongs. I performed it at uh, the Youth Poet Laureate yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like it basically summarized the poem. It's, uh, I got the idea of the poem. It was a poetry prompt someone gave me. Uh, the, uh, a weapon always used to harm black people. Mm. And people, I'm, I'm thinking everyone's like first idea is like a gun or like a physical weapon. And I'm like, that doesn't hurt black people the most, what really hurts black people is the laws that we live in that that um, that govern our society because those most of those, a lot of those laws are um, made systematically to keep black people and people of color mm. oppressed. Mm. And so I was like, if that's, if there's nothing else that hurts or kills black people more, it's the laws. And I start to break down like literally from mm, treaty, Andrew Jackson's treaty mm-hmm. for the Trail of Tears. I learned about in eighth grade and I was like, really? Like, this is really what we're doing? And and it goes to like talking about minimum wage, talking about the school to prison pipeline, talking about um, warrants. And uh, more specifically, the poem talks about Stephon Clark, who was a black man who was fatally shot mm. in Sacramento, I believe Sacramento, California. Mm. And uh, which inspired a lot of this poem was um, the district attorney had after like everything had happened, the district attorney was supposed to like say if they were going to press charges or not. And mm. she said that there will not be pressing charges because the police officer, and I quote this in my poem, uh, the police officer did not commit a crime because no law had been broken. There was uh, no law saying that this police officer killed someone because he thought right. he had a weapon. So that police officer is protected because there was no law protecting us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. and there's so many instances where like there's a law that either helps white people progress and it simultaneously brings people of color down. And so I really just, I try to break that down. Not everything, obviously, can't stuff that into, like, three minutes. But I try to yeah. really, like, make, and towards the end of the poem, tell people, like, really want change, want a revolution, or want equality. Remember, I am your biggest threat. White paper with black words written by white men out to destroy black worlds. Paper cut deep. It's like, really, they might, like... Yeah. Like, we really need to pay attention to the laws because yeah. yeah. that really controls what we do in our societies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it's, that... it's such a, like, you were joking before we were recording, like, uh, you're going to be snitching on people. If you're sending stuff in aliens, you're going to be snitching. And that is such a, such a picture of America, not just now, right? But a picture of America throughout its recent history. Segregation was legal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. think about that. Like, yeah, yeah, I say that and I say that I say that in the poem. Like I really break I really try to break down. That will be in the book, by the way. Shout out to the book. Shout out to the book. We love it. I'll be smug for just for the uh, book advertisement. But um it really I'd really just try to break down just the tiny bits yeah. that really infuriate me as a black person yeah. in America. Yeah. And I really try to get that across. Like 
throughout the poem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love I, that. And I go at it through the perspective of a law. Mm, yes. Yes. That's I'd love to. I can't wait to read this poem. Have yeah. you heard this poem yeah, perform? Yeah, oh, you have. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. okay. I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear this poem perform. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. fantastic. I, I can read it to you after. You can. Yeah, there it is. Right. There it is. Cece, what do you have? Um, yeah. So I have two. Um, I don't know what they would tell the. I, I guess there's just two favorite poems that I like and love. Um, I don't know what they would tell the aliens about us, but I guess number one would probably be, uh, won't you celebrate with me? Ooh, love it. Lucille Clifton. That mm-hmm. probably would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last line, uh, that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed is always really important, especially for black women, uh, in America being the bottom of the social, economic, uh, racial, gender justice, uh, line at the end mm-hmm. of that. So I think that's really important. That might be important for aliens to know. And then my second poem is an interesting one. Um, it has both, I guess, social justice and um, I, I'm not necessarily activism, but social justice wrapped up in it. It's uh, Ross Gay is a small, needful fact, which is also another really tiny poem. Both of my poems are really tiny. Um, Ross's poem talks about um, Eric Garner and mm-hmm. the death of Eric Garner and how he lived his life uh, in the horticulture department as a Parks and Recs, uh, you know, servant, um, and sort of talking about plants and sort of the regenerative, regenerative nature of plants and sort of how, um, you know, Eric Garner wasn't allowed to breathe, and that's what plants do is breathe yeah. and make the air uh, breathable mm-hmm. for us humans. So I think that poem would uh, include both some social justice about something tragic that happened here in America, but also give some hope. I hope yeah. in some some sort of ways, you know. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. I love both those poems. They're really tiny too. It's really yeah. funny that I picked two two very tiny poems. Yeah, I have two. One's one's a short poem and one's a fragment of a very long poem. That okay. I'm thinking. Um, a fragment. Tracy K. Smith. Yeah. Uh, a poem called "Us and Us and Co." Yeah. From uh, the book "Life uh, on Mars." I was going to say "Life on yeah. Mars." Yeah. Life on Mars. So Tracy K. Smith, our former poet uh, laureate, national poet laureate. Yep. Yeah. Um, and absolutely brilliant. The book, the the sort of like marketing on the book is that it's like a sci-fi book and it's spacey. And, and it is. Uh, invoking a certain, In certain pop ways. star, right? Yeah, and absolutely. But it also. And there's these really small yes, poems. Are. Yeah. They're real personal. And, they are. And, and Us and Co. is one of those. Um, and but talking about big ideas, so it's talking yeah. about like the human body and feebleness and failure. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's it. That's very, a, like it's a real thing to be human is to be, yeah. uh, be feeble and yeah. to keep trying. I, yeah, I mean, I think that's really gorgeous. And, you know, I like Chris that. K. Smith is absolutely brilliant. And then um, the other one would be uh, Ily Kaminsky. Oh, of course. Um, there's this gorgeous fragment from, he has a book, Deaf Republic, yep. and in that book there's a title poem that's very long, and yep. um, it's absolutely gorgeous. The book is about war and yep. conflict and politics, and um, it's a tough and book to read. And love and social justice yeah, yeah. and all kinds and of things. Lo- yeah. loving and fighting during yeah. war and during times of conflict, and it's gorgeous. Um, but there's this really, really... Um, an incredible line um, that's often right. cited from that poem that um, at the trial of God, we will ask, why did you allow this? Mm. And the answer will be an echo. Why did you allow all of this? Mm. Um, and that's like, I don't know, like right now living in a time of conflict and racism and war, like uh, a lot, saying a lot about human yeah. condition that yeah. would be interesting. To, yeah. To, to, to aliens for aliens to see that. Us. Yeah. I don't, It'd be interesting, all these poems, and then what would they think? I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe we should write about what they would think. I don't know. Yeah, we should. Mm. We should all. This is a prompt for all. Right, of us. it could We're be. We're gonna write poems about. 
what the aliens would think yeah. once we send these poems into space. That would be awesome. That's really like I know I said I was gonna get an office tattoo, but then when you quoted, uh, <laughs> but no, 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 and when you quoted, when you quoted Lucille, uh, yeah, yeah, Lucille, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I, no, like I just personally been going through a lot of stuff, and I'm like, where's my bounce back? Where's my 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 ability to rejuvenate? Yes. To to not allow the things in life to crush me and just stay yes. crumbled, but to uncrumble myself up. And like to, that poem to is flourish. great for that. And so like I'm really getting that quoted. Like I was like I was looking at because I recently got a stick and poke, but it's fading. But I was like I could just let that fade away and just get the the, the line right there. Honestly, right. won't you celebrate? Yeah, with me? yeah. Like really, like I'm really like wow. That really like I don't know. Today was rough before I got here, Aww. but then like hearing that really like gave me a lot of life. Like I really. Oh well, thank you. Awesome. Thank well, you. thank you for joining us. I really Alicia. had fun. I really had fun. It was great. We're gonna we're gonna close this episode out. We had a great uh, time talking yeah. about everything from poetry to pop culture and yeah. then to bang. Yeah, to your work, to the work of some of our favorites. We want yes, to send into end. space. Ooh, so yeah, great. thank you. And of course, thank you, listeners. We love you so much. We're gonna have links for delicious yeah, we'll everything. Yes. Your work and your, your bios work, and all that and all book. the things yes. we yes. mentioned oh, today. Oh, I Oh, you want to do a shout yeah. out? Yeah. Oh, shout out. Oh, oh, shout out. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Shout out to. <laughs> not a long one. Oh, no, yeah. Shout out to, um, oh my gosh, at Not Really Slim on Instagram. Okay. Um, and shout out to Mr. O'Leary. Shout out to my dad. He taught, he brought me to all of my poetry events. Aww, and so yeah. if I didn't have a ride, it's because he wasn't there. So, but Good he's dad. always been there. So, Good yeah. Good dad. Yeah, so shout out to dad. Love. That's awesome. Awesome. And hey, listeners, as always, uh, make sure you follow us on social media. We're and we, at and we thank the you for bang. Yes, and we thank you for tweeting about us. Yeah, we love it when and, y'all do and, that. Yeah, and, and uh, talk to us. And yeah. when I meet people, they say they listen to the podcast, and I'm yeah. always kind of that's rad. Yeah, you know, we'll yeah. be at uh, AWP in San Antonio and Split Us Rock in DC. So if you see us there, shout us out. Shout us out. Yeah, sure. say hi to us. Yeah. As always, rate us, subscribe us, all that cool stuff. Yep. And as always, coming from Charm City, I'm Anthony and I'm Cece. And this has been Lit Pop Bang. <laughs> <laughs>